Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on Monday, the 25th of May, coming to you live at 7am on New Zealand Sports Radio. Yes, we come to you live every single day, helping you start the day the best way up to date with all the important sports information. And today we have more positive tests in uh, football, cricket looking rosy for England plans for the rugby championship in one location uh, crowds could return to the nrl in july and cheating in esports and to kick us off straight away we'll go into that football news mm-hmm. and uh, overnight we have had the uh, well, belarusian league um, has been taking place uh, and uh, just bring up the table for those of you who are watching on the facebook page for those of you who are watching who are listening via a podcast on the search for New Zealand Sports Radio on Spotify, iHeartRadio or iTunes if you want to listen to us on the way to work. But the final game of the round in the Belarusian League was a one-all draw between Verbitsk and Dynamo Minsk. That's a um, now on a five-game winning streak hold the uh, a top of the league. Energetics have overtaken Torpedo um, to climb up into second place, just one point behind Bate. Um, then there's a three-point uh, three gap back to Torpedo in third. Down at the bottom of the league, um, Smolovic uh, didn't get to play this weekend because of Minsk's um, coronavirus issues, um, so they still haven't got a win in 15th place. And in last place, Belashia are there still um, only on three points, uh, 10 games, no wins so far. Um, so it does look like those bottom two are heading for relegation this season um, unless Minsk can't play any more games due to their coronavirus. Heading over to the Premier League in England um, and an unnamed Bournemouth player has tested positive and um, as one of two cases in the latest round of coronavirus tests over there for the Premiership. The test took place Tuesday, Thursday and Friday last week with um, 996 uh, tests being taken place across all of the clubs Um, and that was after six positive tests in the first round when there were 748 tests Um, so 
Clearly, they didn't catch everybody in the first round of testing. Down in the championship, um, where 1,014 tests have taken across um, all the 24 sides, um, there have been two positive tests uh, at Hull City. Um, quite whether their players or staff have not been announced. Um, so clearly, lots of uh, lots of testing going on in English football to try and um, enable it to restart. Uh, and uh, they're waiting on government government sign off for their stage two of testing, which will allow contact. Sorry, t- training, which will allow contact um, training take place. So still all non-contact training. Also, there have been some questions. Um, around the impact of coronavirus to different um, groups. Uh, questions for the government um, on Friday, because uh, the Office of National Statistics said that black men and women are nearly twice as likely to die from coronavirus as white people in England and Wales. Um, so there were questions for the government there to ask them what the uh, reasons for this was. And, uh, and uh, the only answer was that, um, uh, that young fits. Uh, footballers, um, the risk for, for young and healthy footballers was low, but obviously these players are going back to families, etc. So there are definitely concerns there. Over on the continent, and Portugal's Premier League will resume on the third of June, um, which is just two weeks or just a week and a half away now. Um, and the uh, they're looking at La Liga um, restarting on the. 8th of June as well, so um, or, or the week of the 8th of June um, as well. So it uh, looks like both those leagues are looking at restarting over on the continent. And I'm going to hand you over to Arshwin, who is going to take us through the cricket update. Make sure that I'm not on mute. It's a Monday morning. I remember these things. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to all the listeners out there and watchers. Uh, as Paul alluded to in the headlines, cricket looking rosy for England. Whilst Australia have been quiet about their plans on travelling to England, West Indies are sounding more bullish, and even Pakistan making positive noises about committing to their tours of England. After earlier silence from Australia, they are now of the now in the wait and see position, waiting to see how the West Indies and Pakistan tours develop, particularly obviously around the COVID-19 and self-isolation, which is slightly more positive than in, earlier in the picture when, as I said, it was pretty quiet on the Australian front. So looking good for England, getting West Indies really look like they're going to be there. Pakistan or following through as well. They're really keen to get there. That means that those coffers will start to fill up as the games actually go ahead, particularly from the revenue from the broadcasting rights, which is the majority of income these days. Now moving on to a bit more uh, India-Australia cricket there, and Cummins looks to outpatient Pujara, with the possibility of India Tour of Australia looking more likely by the day, the Australian bowling tech has started to formulate plans to break down India's batting lineup. Hopefully, the Test Series will actually go ahead later this year. Seen as one of the building blocks for India's success on last Tour of Australia, Chetiswar Pujara was a wall against the Australian attack. And Cummins is hoping for a fast, bouncy pitch to help the Australian bowling attack break through against the stubborn Pujara and his flamboyant teammates. I think Cummins has to rem- is forgetting about that Pujara's fast-bowling teammates also like a fast, bouncy pitch. Just fresh off the press this morning, and there are some reports coming through around uh, cricketing formats and development 
of countries looking to how they can stay afloat. And some of the administrators being more liquid than others, what they're looking to do is increase their revenue through broadcasting rights. And one way would be to split out the formats of the cricket games formats and have multiple teams. So having a test team, a T20 team, and an ODI team. Now, likely that if this goes ahead, the rich will get richer, like most things in life, as the rich will have the depth of multiple teams to make sure that all the teams are strong across all the formats, whilst others, when you sort of think about it, obviously like in New Zealand, your Sri Lankas are going to struggle with putting out three teams with the equal amounts of depth in all of those formats. They're probably going to have to cross-pollinate players across those formats. However, as I mentioned in the previous story with uh, England and their tour going, tours going ahead there, it's all about revenue and broadcast rights. You get broadcast rights, the revenue comes in, and it helps keep administrations of nations afloat. So basically, this has all been brought to the fore by COVID-19. Again, this is nothing new. It's been actually discussed pre previously, but with COVID-19 now in the framework, it's all come to uh, the front again. So that's our cricket news today. But look, looking forward this Thursday to swinging from the hip, we're trying to lock down a premier-grade coach from Auckland Cricket. So stay locked in here on New Zealand Sport Radio, and we'll keep you updated on how we're going with getting that coach locked in. Paul, that's our cricket news for today. Thank you very much, Ashwin, for our cricket update. I'm going to hand you over to Stephen, who's going to take us through the birthdays for today. Thank you very much, uh, Paul, and good morning to uh, everybody for what is the start of a new week. And uh, birthdays today, Tongan and Samoan Heritage for this All Black First Five, from international women's rugby to journalism, and finally, uh, Football Fern, who ended up on the New Year's honours list, and that's where we start this morning. Maya Gazelle Jackman, born this day, the 25th of May 1975, is an association football player who represented New Zealand at international level. Jackman made her full Football Ferns debut in a nil-all draw with Canada on the 6th of August 1993 and represented New Zealand at the 2007 FIFA Women's World Cup Finals in China. Jackman, who turns 45 today, made 50 appearances for the Football Ferns and scored 12 goals. In 2013, New Year's Honours, Jackman was appointed a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit for services to football. Moving on, Melody Robinson, born this day, the 25th of May 1973 in New Zealand, is a New Zealand sports journalist and presenter and a former international rugby union player for the New Zealand women's national rugby union team, the Black Ferns. Robinson, who turns 47 today, played 18 tests for the Black Ferns from 1996 to 2002. Robinson won two World Cups in that time, playing a blindside flanker, or open side flanker. She also represented New Zealand in sevens at the Hong Kong and Japan sevens. And finally, Richard Moanga, born at this day, the 25th of May 1994, is a New Zealand rugby union player who currently plays as first 5'8 for Canterbury in New Zealand's domestic minor 10 cup and the Crusaders in super rugby. And the New Zealand All Blacks, Moanga, who celebrates his 26th birthday today, is of Tongan and Samoan descent. His dad, Saimoni Moanga, comes from Iua in Tonga, and his mother, Linda, Linda Moanga, comes from Samoa. Moanga was initially educated at Rickerton High School in his hometown before being 
offered a scholarship at St Andrews College in 2009, and he was born in New Zealand. And that's our birthdays for today. Back to you, Paul. Thank you very much, Stephen, for that update. And moving on to rugby news. Uh, Francois Lowe has come out saying that uh, players are facing an uncertain future and they're very worried about that as clubs are bleeding cash. Um, he's, uh, he's quoted uh, saying those last three words. Um, 33, 4-year-old is due to retire at the end of this season. So clearly uh, he is luckily, he is um, yeah, in a lucky space. I'm going to worry about what the situation will be for players um, past this season. Um, but he makes the point that over in the um, uh, the, the UK, that, uh, or over in England, sorry, the people that are asking for a 25% um, salary reduction, permanent salary reduction, some clubs even talking for a 50% um, permanent reduction, which um, it was obviously a lot of money for, um, for many players. Um, but Bristol is the only one he, he, so he says that Bristol's um, owner is the only one who's saying that should not happen. Um, it's going to be very difficult, obviously, for these clubs with with players on contracts already. Uh, but uh, and um, in a separate interview, Chris Boyd says, yeah, that the players who have signed contracts uh, recently for two to three years are the ones who are in the best place um, with all the uncertainty that is going around. One of the things that Lowe mentions is that players, rugby players, are masters of disguise. Um, obviously, during a game, um, you have to look someone squarely in the eye, and they've got to be able to show or <coughs> hide the fact they're injured or they're tired. Um, and so, hence, players get used to doing that, and they do that off the pitch as well. So, you've got to worry about the the mental health of players um, around this. Let's hope they are reaching out and talking to people. Moving on to that Chris Boyd uh, interview, uh, and his contract is up at the end of. Um, 2021 or the end of the 2021 season um, with Northampton Saints. Uh, he said he's in no rush to come back to New Zealand. He has other things that him and his wife want to do in Europe, and uh, whether that will be extending at Saints, where he says he's very happy, or whether that will be moving on to another club in Europe. We'll have to wait and see. Um, he's also mentioned that, yes, he would like to help someone out at the 2023 Rugby World Cup. Um, he helped, he obviously was uh, coaching Tonga um, at the 20. 11 Rugby World Cup. Um, so, yes, he wouldn't mind helping someone out then. Whether that would be in a permanent or a uh, uh, temporary basis, um, we'd have to wait and see. He says he's very happy where he is now, and I think he's got a, look, a good lot of youngsters, a lot of growth at Saints. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes, or, or, or yeah, what his future is. He's doing a good job there uh, at turning around Saints where he was this season. Sanzar. Um, apparently are planning to host the rugby championship out of Australia. <clears throat> this comes from Rob Clark, um, the new chief executive of Rugby Australia. Uh, he says that uh, they're planning on hosting the rugby championship in October, November um, window in um, Australia. That would also um, come down, he says that would obviously come down to uh, what travel restrictions Australia has in place at that time, and whether the South African and Argentinian teams will be able to fly into um, Australia for that. If not, then he's saying that a three or four match Bledisloe series, both home and away with New Zealand, obviously uh, could be on the cards for that window instead. Um, that obviously is based on the assumption of a Tasman, a trans Tasman um, travel bubble. Um, 
the uh, it's interesting that he's come out and said all this. We had nothing from Sanzar or uh, any of the other unions on that. I think he's probably trying to find some positive news for rugby in Australia. I'm going to hand you now over to Stephen, who's going to take us through our NRL update. Mm. Thanks again, Paul Krauts. Good return to NRL in July. ARLC chairman Peter Valandes has revealed he's aiming to get crowds back to NRL games as early as July 1st. The season will resume on Thursday, but there's still no spectators allowed at venues, and even clubs have to limit the number of people they take to game days. And while Australia remains in COVID-19, a lockdown Valandes is now ambitious about getting fans back to the games within barely a month. We're on the moon. We're looking for Mars now. He was quoted in the Sydney Morning Herald. The next test for us is that once they relax the measures, we want to see in the next three weeks if the infection rate is altered in any fashion. If it hasn't, we'll be pushing very hard for crowds, kept crowds. New South Wales is planning to ease restrictions and will soon allow 50 people in pubs and restaurants, although social distancing is still very much a focus for the government. In ANZ, you might be able to get 20,000 with social distancing, whereas somewhere like Cogra, you might get 5,000, he said. I'm only guessing these figures, but it is absolutely on the radar. That is the next challenge. Now, interestingly enough, a story that has... uh, broke overnight is uh, journalist Peter Fitzsimmons has labelled claims from ARL Commission Chairman Peter Valandes that he should have kept the NRL playing throughout the COVID-19 pandemic as absurd. Absurd? That's the word? Valandes said that enacting a shutdown after two rounds of the competition was the only regret of his response to the COVID-19 crisis. Wow. He really is like the kid who stole some of the lollies but gets caught and admits later he should have stolen all of them. Um, Pretty unbelievable, you've got to say. But I'll tell you what, look out this week. We're going to preview some of these uh, teams as the season heads into its start. Remembering only three sleeps away. We'll see you tomorrow morning with more league news. Three sleeps away. Exactly. Yes, not far away. Uh, until we get back to live sport with the NRL. Just a quick reminder, folks, that you'll be able to listen to all of that uh, on your um, your phone uh, as you commute to work. Just uh, subscribe to the New Zealand Sports Radio podcast on your favourite podca- podcasting apps, be it iHeartRadio, iTunes or Spotify or any other podcasting app for that matter. Moving on to other sports news and the in Formula E, um, uh, the uh, uh, Daniel Abt um, has been disqualified in order to pay £8,900 to charity um, because he got a professional gamer to compete for him in an official esports race. Um, the organisers took away all the points to date for the 27-year-old German um, and uh, yeah, who uh, finished third. Uh, he had Hort, Hort, uh, Lorenz Horitz. Uh, competing for him, uh, and he finished third in Saturday's race behind Britain's Oliver Rowland um, and Belgian ex-Formula 1 driver Stoffen van Droon. Um, he later apologised, saying, I did not take it as seriously as I should have. Uh, yes, that's clear. Um, and uh, he apologises um, as well. Van Droon suspected that Apt was not driving, um, and French racer Eric van Verg asked the German to turn on his video. 
um, in the race. Uh, so yes, got to say, anyone who hasn't got their video on is going to be suspect as to why they haven't got um, their video on. Moving on then, um, and uh, looking into uh, NB uh, NZNBL news, the draft or subscriptions for the draft uh, um, open today. I will be submitting myself for the NBL ends the NZ NBL draft straight after this show. Um, I don't expect to get drafted. Let's be honest, but hey, uh, anybody can enter. So if you if you would like your opportunity to have a go at breaking into the basketball ranks, um, then enter that draft. You never know what might happen. Eighty five players will be um, selected. Uh, for uh, sorry, 85, yeah, 85 players will be selected. Sorry, 84 players will be selected for the draft. Um, there'll be 10 uh, um, squad players plus two um, emergency or two, two uh, injury relief players um, as well. Look out at 2 p.m. today where I interview Justin Nelson, um, uh, who is the uh, general manager for New Zealand uh, NBL. Uh, it's a fascinating interview. He's had a fascinating life. So look out for that. And as I say, um, look out for that draft as well. I will be um, submitting my name uh, and you could too. You have now started the day the best way up to date with all the important sports information. Don't forget to join us at 7am every single morning for the morning sports briefing here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.